Hey everyone. As a site that focuses on video games, we don't normally stray much into current events. You've listened to us argue about the things we love, but one thing we definitely agree upon is every person deserves to be treated with dignity. We can't stamp out racism, whether that's demonstrated by police brutality in the U.S. or the dead and missing indigenous women of Canada, until we acknowledge that it exists and strive to change it. Our website is nearly 40 volunteers strong and represents many nationalities, cultures, and backgrounds, but our podcast is, shall we say, a little pale most weeks. So instead of an empty statement about how black lives matter, they do, and how about and how we all abhor racism in all of its forms, we do. Um, instead, we want to take this time to encourage you to listen and read about the voices within those marginalized communities. You know, we debated a lot about whether we should cancel the podcast this week or replace it with some of those voices worth amplifying. Um, and in the end, we decided to bring you a mostly normal podcast because the world sucks right now. And if we can make it a little bit better, we'd like to do that. Thanks for listening and on with the podcast. Hello, everybody. This is RPG Cast 545 for the week of June 6, 2020. I'm your host, Anna Marie Privetier, and we've got a whole basket of crazy RP gamers here to tell you about all bunch the things. Of basket cases. Bunch of basket cases to tell you all about the things we've been playing and the news for the week, answering your questions and otherwise providing ridiculous amounts of silly shenanigans. So, hi, Alex. Hello. Hi, Josh. Hello. Hi, Kelly. My shenanigans are cheeky and fun. <laughs> hi, Chris. Uh... Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Chris. Happy anniversary, Anna Marie. Gosh. Oh, my God. Really it's your been... anniversary. Did... Have we really been married for seven years? Seven years. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. All right. You got married. I think you got married the same year that I did. Yes. Yeah, your seventh anniversary was later this year or earlier this year? Yeah, it's it's going to be in October. Right, okay. But I remember listening to you guys' podcast and you're like, oh, she's got cool wedding ideas. I need to swipe <laughs> some of these. <laughs> nice. All right, we're going to jump right into what we've been playing. So, hey, Alex, you on the spreadsheet really? have secret game in all caps. Yes, I'm going to be very unhelpful this week and not talk about the game I've been playing mostly. <laughs> Because, yeah, as you said, secret game. It's and embargoed, that's all I'm it? going to Yeah, and that's it, all I'm going to say about it. It does go quite a little bit against format, but there you go. Sometimes that happens. Yep. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's the main one. I mean, the other one I've played that I can talk about, well, is Most Support Manager, which I've been just messing around with a touch. I didn't play it that much, but I've just been continuing my game and... So Motorsport Manager is like you manage a racing team, right? A car racing yeah. team? Okay. Yeah, you've seen me play this on iPad. Oh, as, as a, okay. As yeah. a dumb American, is this F1 or is this some other racing? It's mo it's mostly F1. There's three sort of sets. So there's F1, there's GT, which is stuff like Ferraris, etc. Oh. And then there's there's also a, an endurance version as well. Yeah, I think that's What's... unique to the okay. PC version, those 
having three different leads. Yeah, well, they're both DLC. So yeah, oh, the okay. the iPad and Switch version as well is all, is it's all dialed down. It's based more on the mobile version. So there's there's some there's some stuff you don't you don't get. So I think the car improvement systems are more detailed in the PC version. And there's a few things like that. But now, what's the thing where you drive on all of the crazy hairpin roads that are like real roads? Oh, um, rally racing? Yeah. Is that in this or is that different? No, that would not well, be in this. This is on tracks. Which, which, yeah, it depends which ones you're talking about because there's a few races that do that. So you've got Formula E, which races on street circuits. Rally is mostly off-road. So it's You're thinking like sort. Initial D, Anna, yeah. which is yeah, just yeah. street racing. Yeah. That's not even a league. Well, no, but I mean, like, there <laughs> yeah, are yeah. real races that drive on real streets and they close them down. And the thing yes. that makes these okay. races really hard is because all of the turns are like, Meow. they're not designed for. Yeah, well, yeah. well, F one does that on a few a few circuits. The one the one that does it most now is Formula E, which is the electric series. And so all, are those all of their circuits are based in cities. And aren't sort of dedicated tracks like the F ones are. Cool. Okay. But I've I've mostly been playing it because the Penny Arcade people have got into racing really hard because I think they started with Motorsport Manager and then moved on to iRacing, and I've been enjoying watching all their streams. So. Oh, the Penny Arcade, like the people who write the comics, Gabe and Tycho or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Gabe's got properly into I into building his own into building his own rig and everything. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but a few weeks ago, a bunch of real racers got banned from iRacing yeah. <laughs> for behaving unprofessionally and not like real racers. <laughs> Except they are real racers. So, like, iRacing has all these rules like, about so like you Davis. shouldn't do these bad things that you wouldn't do in a real race. And like, as soon as the real racers get in there and start competing, they do all these bad things. Like, if they're are losing, they'll deliberately that... crash themselves. Rubbing is racing. Are you saying that? And and it, well, no, it's, I guess it's not animated to be. I can't even say it. Did they have heating gaming moments? I think so. Yeah, there has years. also been some language violence. I just think it's funny that, like, as soon as people people act like, well, professionals wouldn't do this. Like, no, no, no. It's the fact that you're not in a real-life situation that's leading you to act this way. It's not that you're not a professional. <laughs> yeah, it's more, it's more the likelihood of dying has been revealed. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to do more risky things that aren't appropriate in real life. <laughs> I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, apparently the iRacing people are. But iRacing isn't. And it's funny because this whole, like, rule set that iRacing has built is basically built on real racers wouldn't do this, so neither should you. Except they do. Except when all of the racers went, when all the races went virtual, the real drivers started all of this crap behavior that's banned. Oh, gaming is amazing. And we're all terrible. (laughs) So I'm looking I mean, for motorsport. It's not, it's not so much banned in the game. It's just it, it's got systems that discourage it. So there's, there's a licensing system, and basically, if you crash, then it's just not gonna you're not gonna get the license to compete in the good races. Basically. Oh, I'm sure while racing, arranging all yeah. the professional people that they made them go oh, through yeah. the normal licensing oh, yeah. stuff. So, yeah. Come on, you know. <laughs> yeah, all that all that stuff was actually organized by people, yeah. and, and most of it was actually organized by the series and. In conjunction with the series themselves, so they're obviously going to be more alert to that sort of thing. 
It's so funny. Amazing. All right. I want to know where to get Motorsport Manager for less than... T- oh, my gosh. Is this like... Is this done by Paradox or something? All these DLCs. This is ridiculous. No. Um, it should be It should be on Steam sales. It's fairly common on Steam sales. I think it was right. on like for 10 bucks or something recently. So, yeah, you'll, you'll be able to pick it up fairly cheap. I have to wait. It's not on sale right now. Boom. I will keep an eye out. All right. Well, I didn't know it was expanded on PC, and I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, sorry. Go ahead, keep going. What else did you play, or did you beat yeah, it? Did that, you I've win? Been, did you win well, all the races? Is it as easy as it is on mobile?" For, I don't know. It depends how much you you have to learn how all the systems work. So how how to because there's more systems, tires, the right. better strategies, so mm. forth, whatnot. So, so I'm hearing no, it's not as easy. <laughs> Oh, it depends. You probably, unless you pick a good team, you're not going to win until probably the second season. Okay. And that's sort of in the lowest level. When you try and move up, that gets much harder as well. So, yeah. You can sort of get by with it, but if you're going to, you're not going to have immediate success, basically. You are going to have to learn how, how everything works, but it's a lot of fun. And yeah, so other than that, I've been slowly working through Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm basically, well, my I'm just about to go to the RFC now, so I'm just finishing up a load of, load of the side quests. That game has a lot of side quests. Okay, so yep. as a person who can't get themselves to finish a Xenoblade game, I have a dumb question: <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles Two and Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles. Are connected, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't need to know how. I know it's spoilery. No, you don't. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles X is that connected? I don't think no. so. Okay. There's nothing that indicates it is. All right, that's all I needed. It's all the same thing. So good. Yeah. No, you don't. See, I wasn't sure if, like, in the epilogue chapter of. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles that Josh played if it was going to connect or not but I guess that that would be getting into spoilers yeah I suppose so but <laughs> no I don't think it is because it'd be it'd be weird if it did okay to be like the series it's, it's itself just, there, there are no pawns and, and the same 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 races but they're you know it's just supposed to be different <laughs> yeah So, yeah. so how's the how's the regular game been treating you? Um, I've Coming been back a, after all this time. I've, well, I've been I've, having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I, I, I still love it. I mean, the changes are all helpful. Yeah. And it's, it's really nice seeing all the... The enhanced graphics are great. I mean, it still looks great on, on Wii from the design perspective, but the extra resolution is really nice. I mean, even when the resolution... Isn't that great? It's still the design still shows through. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing yeah. the side by side stuff is just it just reminds you how low res the Wii and the oh, 3DS yeah. really were. The fact that their faces how were just muddy like everything a, was. The faces were just a flat texture on the Wii, and it seems like the faces in this one actually have definition. Yeah, it gets <laughs> a bit weird when you first meet the uh, Nopon Village because yeah, all of them apart from Vicky have the flat face. 
Ah. Uh. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a huge difference in the character designs from the original to the, the updated definitive version. Uh, the the I... landscapes are just so gorgeous oh, God. On, on the I... Switch. I, I got to the Garb Plains last night, finally, because I was, I was so side, distracted doing side quests that it took me a while to get there. And, you know, that, that reveal with the Garb Plains where you're just going through the canyon and then all of a sudden it opens up and there's just this huge field in front of you. It's just... Well, it's like Final amazing. Fantasy thirteen. It's not linear anymore. No, I'm kidding. Well, yeah, but this is like <laughs> within the first five hours of the okay. game versus, you know... <laughs> first 15 even though i don't like it when people say that about that game i know but... i'm i'm just trolling <laughs> i know i hate are. that too <laughs> but um but yeah oh my god that game is so just so vast and you know I, i'm i'm running around gar planes and i forgot that they'd put like level 80 mobs around that place just to mess with you and they're not aggressive or anything but you know you see one of them and you're only level 15 and you're like oh god i'm not I better not go anywhere near this thing. Oh, so it's just like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, then. Oh, one, yeah. one of them's aggressive. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, you know, those high-level enemies are basically in every every zone. You'll find them. Most of them appear at night, but yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're all over the place. They're just... They're entertaining. <laughs> yeah, oh, they they are. They are. Um, and and I, I've had um, the Gar Plane song stuck in my head for the majority of the day Near the majority gar, the plains are where we are yeah no it's, it's not a song okay no well it, it does sound like dancing queen like i've said before and yeah, I, I, I don't hear that uh I, I showed it to my husband and he couldn't hear it either but there is a mashup on youtube that puts the lyrics on top of it mm. and once you hear it you can't unhear it I do like the other. Is new that stuff our new questions added. of the week? Oh. <laughs> what songs? That songs? Sound no. Like how, other songs? Is the is the Garplanes dancing queen or not? <laughs> Can you hear Abba? <laughs> I do like a lot of the the new stuff they've added in, like the uh, the the uh, where it actually shows you on the map like a line to get where you need to go, yes. so it helps out a little bit with the uh, the elevation differences sometimes. That was always yeah. a problem on the original one. You just couldn't tell exactly. You you would be at the spot on the map that it said you needed to, and there's nothing there, and you're like, okay, well, it's either above or below me somehow. <laughs> I, I wish that they would go back and retrofit that in the two, because two needed that. I, I mean, there, there's a certain... At, at times, it was kind of fun to figure out. Like, for me, at least in Xenoblade, like, the, the most fun i have with that game is just the exploration you know the the vastness of the uh the the places and the worlds that you're experiencing the fact that you can kind of see everything god mm-hmm. gosh help you know the oh you can see it and you can go there but like no like <laughs> you see that mountain <gasps> yeah yeah you can go there <gasps> no <laughs> but you, you know like especially Especially in the first game where you have the scope that first time you get to the knee and then you can see both of the the two titans locked in combat Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, eventually I'm going to be going over there. I know that. And it's kind of, you know, it has that cool sense of it in that game. And you see that crotch? uh, You can go there. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There's just not many games that capture that sort of scope and wonder for exploration that Xenoblade does. Yeah, I mean, the only one that's come close in recent memory is Breath of the Wild, but that was kind of meant to be that kind of game. And, and oddly enough, Monolith worked on that, too. Yeah. Oh, did they? Uh, oh, I, I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, then that, that's why I'm getting Breath of the Wild vibes playing this again. Yep, they were involved in the Breath of the Wild development. Yeah, they helped out on a fair amount with it. <laughs> So I guess I'm different in that I've been actually I just bypassed the uh, original game and just dove right into the uh, the epilogue, whatever they're calling it, the future connected, mm-hmm. which I, I do appreciate that they actually did just like, OK, yeah, if you've already played this game, you can just bypass the game and you don't, we're not going to force you to play this 80 hour game again just to get to the new content. If you want to do the new content, you, you totally can right from the get go. And that's cool. Yeah. So you like you tick over and it's just like a totally different loading, you know, a totally different title screen. And, you know, you're playing it. It's like later, you know, it's 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 more, you know, as they've said, they've they've shown this like it's much more focused around Melia and they give you like a new giant area to explore. And I went and I finished it this week and I I did most everything and it took me like 12 and a half hours. So, I mean, it was meaty. I have no doubt that you could finish it in, you know, like three or four hours if you just kind of stuck to the story and didn't explore everywhere and do all the side quests. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, w- I was trying to milk it for everything it was worth. What's so, the certainly. fun in that, but... though? <laughs> exactly. Well, some people might just want to get to it so that they can go on to X- Xenoblade 2 or. Yeah, you. well, I mean, I can understand that if you've already been playing uh, Xenoblade for 80 or 100 hours, you might be like, well, I want to see the epilogue, but maybe I don't want to do everything. <laughs> but I, it was great. I mean, it's probably the best thing I've played this year so far. Like, the, even just that little 10-hour thing was fantastic. I really liked it. Really so, liked the story. So that 10-hour thing was worth the 50 bucks? Uh, it was for me. I don't know if it would be for everyone, but yeah, I was, I'm okay with spending the 50 bucks on it. Cool. (laughs) All right. Did you play anything else, Josh? Oh God. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What does that mean? did you play uh, that, more like um, terrible married mariage games or whatever? Come no, on, he played. No, no, I I played the shark RPG. Oh man, either. Oh, man here eater. she comes. <laughs> Watch out, boys! She's got big teeth. Ooh, oh man, here she comes. What are we talking? What about? a game this is! <laughs> what a oh, game! Man. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. I haven't started yet. Oh man, so. This is the, the, the shark RPG. Um, they are, you play as a shark. Mm-hmm. They really lean into how corny this is. It's, it's the initial premise is like it's following, it's like a reality show, and they're following around this guy who oh. kills man eating sharks. And I, I, you know, he has some. So he's dead in the first two minutes. Well, <laughs> no, not exactly. Like, so he kept, he, 
so the game starts out with like the you know the tutorial beginning like you're you're swimming around as a fully grown shark and you're on a beach and you can just cause all kinds of mayhem and it's glory yes and the game just is totally insane and ludicrous like it lets the you you as the shark can jump up on the beach and kind of flop around and then grab tourists and just tear them limb for limb and blood goes everywhere and it's just ridiculously over the top and and an insane amount of fun just to go and (laughs) you know like oh there's a guy on a jet ski yeah i'm gonna jump through the air and grab him off the jet ski and just rip him apart and blood starts going everywhere it's great (laughs) oh it's your kind of game anna (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably not (laughs) yeah Uh, this is definitely not an anna game but it, it leans into the silliness. So so you go through the like the little tutorial. It's like 15, 20 minutes. It teaches you some of the basic stuff. And the at the end of it, you get the cutscene where kind of like the story begins. The 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 evil guy who's hunting down the man eating sharks. Like really hard on the like Louisiana bayou kind of thing. <laughs> he captures the, the shark. And he kills it, and he like guts it, and he's like, "Oh, it's 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 got a baby shark in it." You know, it was a mother. Do 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 do. And so that, so that's what you play is the rest of the game as the baby shark who this guy had killed your mother. Do 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 do. Sorry, I, you, you're just triggering me every time you say that. I apologize. <laughs> And like right in that cutscene, like you, you as the baby shark, like do 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 do. Bite the uh, guy's hand off, and he like throws you overboard, and that, that's like how the game starts. Sounds good to me. So, so then you kind of get into the open world um, RPG uh, portions of the game, and that's where it starts kind of get it, it kind of goes into a lull. Uh oh. Because you, you're, well, yeah, like you know, you start off the game. Eat some plankton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, you go from just like. Oh no! Does it turn into a survival go- RPG? Yeah. No. Yeah, like, yeah, no. Like, yeah, you have to uh, manage you know, your you hunger. To, yeah, you have to eat turtles oh, and come on. to grow bigger. Yeah, exactly. So that that. Are you telling me this is a one up. note thing and like they just they give it to you at the beginning and then make you work all the way back up to it and then once you finally get back to it you're gonna do it for five minutes and be done with it? Uh, not. Well, like I said, like you 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 it starts you off as like a little bitty baby shark, so you have to go do, and do, you do, have do, to do, like do. eat stuff and do some of the other, uh, you know, kind. Of, kind of open world stuff where it's like oh collect 10 of these things you know eat 10 grouper that kind of stuff to 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 also get experience and level up and get bigger that's always part of the thing is getting bigger and i didn't i don't know if the game didn't teach you quite well or if i just didn't like totally you know it could be i just missed it in part of the tutorials but like one of your first um one of the first equipments you get is sonar Mm-hmm. Don't don't think too hard about this. Like, yeah, they give you, you know, the yeah, shark dolphins. Sonar. Sure, perfect. Yeah, yeah. sure, perfect. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so you get sonar, and I didn't really appreciate. Like, you're supposed to basically be doing sonar all the time, because sonar not only it's detective like, vision. Well, it, it yeah, exactly. It's yeah. that version's Batman. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it not only will highlight like fish, but it will also highlight like like 
oh, hey, here's a grate that you might be able to break through and get to a different area okay. and either find like some special stuff or get to a totally different part of the map. And I didn't totally uh, catch on to that. So I was like stuck in this one area where I was like swimming around, eating fish, uh, like collecting um, collecting license plates. There's like, you know, it's got the open world mechanics where it's like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, go collect a bunch of these and you get some stuff for it or go do these kind of menial tasks. Very, very much like in the open world or MMO style RPGs that you have to do over and over again to, to level up. So that part kind of stunk but now i've kind of like gotten into some new areas and i've gotten into places where once again you can go and do you like, get to become angsty teenage people. shark yeah uh, yeah exactly oh very much so um, oh do you like no, dye oh, your hair and shit oh <laughs> <laughs> not so much that no you chris you get to like put on uh as you get further in the game like you get armor and you will armor you go to hot topic <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's a goofy game, and it leans into that stuff. Um, the the other thing they do is they have the whole thing is narrated, and it's uh, Chris Parnell who um, he he was he's been on SNL. He does uh, uh, Cyril Figgis on Archer and mm-hmm. uh, the 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 dad Ad Jerry on Rick and Morty. He does the voice acting for those, mm-hmm. and he does all of the uh, uh, narration of this, both of kind of like what's going on in the game, and then also like shark facts. <laughs> about sharks let me explain (laughs) yeah that stuff is really great too so it's kind of a mixed bag sort of game like the it it is like despite what what you might think like it is an rpg every time you attack something it's a shark pg literally you see yeah it is a shark pg like there are numbers that come up you can miss (laughs) what there's a dice roll there's a dice roll going on when you go to bite something you can miss. What? <laughs> they decided to go all in on the RPG aspects of it. So, like, parts of it are just absolutely glorious. Any of those times when you, like, run into actual people and you just get to cause all kinds of mayhem is just fantastic. Some of the open world stuff where that you just kind of have to do to kind of uh, level up and get bigger and move things along is kind of kind of slow kind of not great but you know like uh, at least so far the the glorious moments are outweighing the tedious ones we'll, we'll see how it goes as the game goes on we'll see if it overstays its welcome this is definitely a game that i feel like could really overstay its welcome if it if they tried to stretch it out for too long but but um, so you, far oh go ahead have you found any easter eggs yet uh, yeah, there's lots of stuff like, um, that's one of the like collectible things you can do is like, you'll be swimming around and you'll find like, um, essentially like sunken, um, tourist traps and stuff. Like there was one I, I saw last night where it's like, there was like a statue with a alligator with a clock in its mouth. You yes. know, very much oh, like, yeah. Hook, yeah. Hook. Where's the hook? <laughs> <laughs> So there's a lot of Easter egg stuff like that that you can find, and then Chris Parnell will narrate something goofy and funny about it. I I <laughs> love it when games do stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I like WoW so much because WoW is chocked full of stuff like that. So there's got to be like Sharknado references, right? And ah, uh, there's got to be somewhere. In but this. you haven't I'm found sure. any, okay? I haven't found it yet, but surely there's got to be a Sharknado. There's got to be a reference at some point. If you don't want to spend the 40 bucks, people have made YouTube videos of all the different uh, Easter eggs that Mm. I've watched. (laughs) 
this is probably a perfect game for watching a stream of on YouTube. <laughs> but it is just like an incredible amount of fun to to find a guy on a you know find some tourist on a jet ski and like yeah go jumping through the air and grab him out of the air and then rip him from limb for limb it's it is an incredibly fun experience <laughs> if if goofy and you're slightly a, you're morbid. A sick man i know <laughs> i want to play this game <laughs> well it's out now you can play the shark rpg shark pg shark pg I'll get it correct. Yeah. Don't mess that up. <laughs> uh, Kelly, what else have you been playing this week besides uh, Zeno? I finished Trials of Mana. I, di- have, I dipped my toe in the post game to get the um, class four. But I was like, you know what? I'm going I'm to come back to this because I really want to continue more, um, more Xenoblade just because I'm having so much fun with Xenoblade. It's like one of those games that you know, I think about like even when I'm not playing it. Um, no, though that being said, I, d- I didn't spend as much time with it as I would have liked because I'm still sucked into Terraria. Um, I accidentally summoned the final boss of the game because accidentally. Uh, yeah. So there. Are these Oops! Co- did a um, demonic summoning procedure? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> you know. literally what happened. Oh no! <laughs> um, How does that so, just happen? <laughs> Well, let me explain. So the progression of the game is kind of listed through achievements where Kelly, it tells you, like, Kelly, the last what? I, I last I left you, you were shooting yon cats out of a sword. Yeah, the next so thing I'm I know, you're like, summoning ancient evils. Let, let me get to that. Okay. <laughs> so the achievements in this game kind of direct you towards the progression. So it'll say, hey, go check out the dungeon, or hey, there's something going on in the jungle. So it... It told me to go check out the dungeon, which is a, an area that's in every world. And I go there, and there are these cultists in um, Plague Doctor masks. So I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go mess up these guys, see what kind of loot they drop. And I kill them, and then next thing I know, this master cultist is attacking me. So I kill him, and the next thing I know, there are these four pillars in the world that are just messing up my world. And I go and I kill them. And then I get this message that's like, you sense impending doom. Uh-oh. Oh, that's never good. And then this freaking giant screen-filling Cthulhu just starts attacking Ah! me. (laughs) So, you know, I take on the giant screen-filling Cthulhu. Is that its actual name? Giant screen-filling? It's called the Moon Lord. Oh, that's too bad. It's the boss that was um, introduced in this latest pageant. Your character from Bloodborne. (laughs) And I, I look it up, and it's like, yeah, it's essentially the final boss of Terraria. Okay. And, I, you know, I'm like, okay, well, what are its loot table? Oh, it drops a sword that's basically a reference to Nyan Cat? Well, I'm going to resummon this guy a couple of times until I get his Nyan Cat sword. And had his Nyan Cat sword drop, and I'm running around in my world now shooting that's rainbows That's how you got sword. the sword. Okay. Yes. Shooting so... rainbows. Yeah. For those who haven't heard us talk about it in the past, we do Discord hangouts every Friday and Saturday nights, usually beginning around six p. Sorry, seven p.m. Central. So if you, uh, Kelly was actually streaming last night, so that we could see her neon sword. Well, just for a few minutes, anytime yeah. you want. Yeah, because it was killing my internet connection pretty badly. But <laughs> yeah, uh, 
you can get a Nyan Cat sword in this game, and I am going to try and make this Nyan Cat sword out of Perler Beats this weekend because Ooh. I must have a replica of this Nyan Cat sword. It's called Meowmir. Meowmir. <laughs> Hang on, let me make sure that's... As opposed yeah. to Mjolnir? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Meowmir. And it's um, a sword instead of a hammer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If I was really hardcore, I'd like want to make a prop sort of this thing out of foam and stuff, but I don't have the time nor the materials for that, so I'll just go with Perler Beats since that's more accessible for me. And now my goal in Terraria is to try to build the ultimate sword called the Zenith, which is kind of the game-killing sword. And you pretty much have to combine every single sword in the game to make this, including one that randomly drops from fishing chests, which I'm trying to do now. So, yeah, Terraria can be a bit of a time sink, but I'm not, I'm having a... I, I thought that playing it in journey mode, which is basically God mode, was going to be boring, but I'm nope. having a lot of fun with it. Um, who knows? Maybe I might re-roll another character now that I know what to do and just kind of do a new, new game plus with uh, all the cool weapons, but then not play in God mode and see how how much I can take down with all the cool weapons. So we'll see. Um also been playing a little bit more of Animal Crossing this week because it's a new month, which means new bugs and new fish. And um, there are sharks in the game now. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it is very fun. Wait, they're not Josh's hunt. sharks showing up in your game because that'd be bad. No. Okay. No, you can just you can just catch sharks now. They, I mean, I think in the southern hemisphere they've been around for a while, but they finally arrived in the normal. Yeah, it's seasonal, hemisphere. so they'll they'll swap. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. So um, it, it's nice because the sharks have a dorsal fin sticking out of the water. Oh, you can tell. Shadow. Yeah, but you kind of have to squint really hard, mm -hmm. and they've the sharks have their own version of the, of the sea bass because there's a sucker Ooh. fish that also has a dorsal fin. Ooh. But I, I managed to catch all the sharks. Um, my teeny, eensy little Animal Crossing character catching a whale shark is a thing of legend. <laughs> um, I've also been doing the wedding photography events. If you guys have heard about this at all, oh, have you been making dark rituals that uh, in the in the wedding studio? No, have you seen people? Been... People have made very disturbing scenes in that wedding photo studio. Yeah, I think Fabian, um, one of our listeners on Twitter, uh, was like making was less interested in making their wedding, wedding and more their wedding night. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've been playing that pretty legit, and I, I have to ask Anna. So, was the point of Happy Home Designer to kind of make little scenes? Yeah, like this. So I mean, okay. Happy Home Designer was about designing houses based on the different animals' preferences. Yeah. So this is like Reese will tell you that she wants you to, you know, recreate their wedding photos, like either their wedding or their um, reception party. Mm -hmm. And she wants lots of pink and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think you can just cheese it by just putting a whole bunch of crap in the scene and taking the photo and she won't know the difference. But I've been kind of making a Animal Crossing. Make photo, <laughs> yeah. To make the photos look really nice. Um, but. I digress. I've been having a lot of fun with it. And there's, even though it's been the same photo request, which has been kind of boring, they've been adding new furniture every day. Like this morning, um, they added a pipe organ. 
and it's like a huge pipe organ. And when you finish the quest for this day, they actually give you the pipe organ. And you also get heart crystals to like buy a lot of duplicates of the furniture. And everything else has been like three or four crystals, but the pipe organ, if you want to buy a duplicate, it's 40 heart crystals. So, um, you gotta save your stuff for it. But I'm, I'm happy I bought the pipe organ. I put it on my uh, rock concert stage. Because, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a prog rock act in my town at or some get point. Nabu Uematsu to come guest perform yeah. one day. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, one of these days. Um, so so that's, that's my bit in Animal Crossing. I think that's been... I, I dabbled a little bit in Civ this week. I bought the Switch version, but um, <laughs> playing the Switch version kind of put me to sleep literally. <laughs> no, Oops. No... no not that it's boring or anything. It's just pr- trying to play it that late at night. It was like, oh, God, I'm getting tired. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've been playing. All right. I think I'm next. Okay. What have I been playing? Oh, yeah. What have you been playing? I finished Cattails. Good for you. So I... Who'd you bang? Um, Doc. Okay. <laughs> so here's my favorite part, though. Is not only did I, so I married Doc, but I was dating um, two other cats. Wait, what? You played this like Persona? Yeah. You cat hussy. I know. And then when I went to, um, when I went to talk to them after I got married, they were both hella pissed. I imagine so. They were so angry at me. Rightfully so. (laughs) Look. They were just my pieces on the side. You put their hearts on a pile of yarn that then became your plaything. Yes. (sighs) I mean, you are are a cat. Asshole is your default. Oh, all right. That's... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but still. So, yeah. um, And then I was building my own colony, and I realized that just building a new colony and getting all the territory back that, like, I had more than half of the map claimed for the for the colony that I had previously been in. And so it was like, I don't really feel like fighting the map for my own colony now. So I'm like, you know what? I think I'm dead. Mm. I finished yeah, the main that's story. A, that's a good stopping point. Got married, had my own colony, didn't bother with kittens. So I probably oh, I was about to say the raising of the kittens is the is really fun because you can take them out with you to fight and teaching you basically have to teach them how to hunt. Right. And so I did I'm like is it worth sticking around to doing kittens? And so if you want to get super in depth with the kittens, you totally can. Like depending on the things that you do while you take them out, they actually class into different specialties. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a really cool in-depth system. I just didn't personally have a lot of interest in it. No, it's it's cool. But yeah, definitely yeah, that- recommend Cattails. It's not long. It's not expensive. It's on Switch and PC. Grab it. Worth the money. Um, and then I was like, all right, I got to play a backlog game. So I, I, I remember talking about this on the podcast, but I picked up the... Um, uh, Arlen trilogy, like the second it came out on Switch, because I'm like, yeah, this is the Atelier games that kicked me off on the series. I really enjoyed them. And then I kind of got tripped up because I was playing Rorona and I wasn't having fun anymore, but I felt like I had to finish Rorona before I played Totori and And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm being stupid. 
And so I'm like, you know, I don't need to finish Aurora before playing the other two. So I'm playing Atelier Totori DX and I'm almost done. I'm in like the last year. So I'm going to finish that up today. And then I have a review game to play. Secret Ooh, game. Secret game. So I'm, I'm in the you same boat as Alex. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Chris. Hi. What have you been playing this week? Yeah, some Sudoku. <laughs> yeah, you decided to get like super. Oh, I did that last week. Remember? Well, you didn't really talk about it. I that did. Much this week, last I did. Week. I don't see Sudoku on your playing list. I'm pretty sure we talked about okay. it because yeah. I was doing a Sudoku on the street. Right, and so you started like watching Sudoku strategy videos. Well, I haven't and... watched any videos in the last week. I've just been trying to get better on my own. I need. I'm at the point though where I'm like, I know this is a good thing I found. I don't know how to make use of it. I need teaching. So I need to find... You know, back when I was playing Dark Souls, I found a Dark Souls sensei um, <laughs> on YouTube to kind of help me, like, not suck. I need, a, I need to go back to my Sudoku sensei and do some hardcore studying. But uh, other than that, I've been continuing to work on taking over the island, uh, island of Ireland and uh, Crusader Kings 2. I now have the title, Queen or King, I forget if I'm a guy or a girl right now, of Ireland... So that's good. Hurrah! And I decided, okay, let's take a little break. Um, by break, I meant like a day or two. And that's where I'm at. And now I don't know what to do with myself, as usual. I, sh- I know what I should be playing. I don't need people to come in and, and give me suggestions because I know I should be playing Final Fantasy VII Remake right now and enjoying the heck out of that. And yet I can't bring myself to play anything that I should be playing. So instead, I'm doing like whatever anybody mentions a game... And I have access to it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go play that now. I'm like, why? I don't know. It's not a good strategy. But that's what I'm doing because I'm an idiot. Okay? So I want you to know. I know I'm stupid. And I don't know what I should be doing. You guys should the play end. a game of Civ 6 today. I, Kelly said she... Kelly oh. said no. Well, last, <laughs> I was tired last night. <laughs> We should. That'd be fun. <laughs> but only if you want to. I'm, I, I'm We'll have to see. I'm not sure if I'm going to go to my mom's tonight or not. I would like to get out of the house. No, not allowed. <laughs> Chris, you can't hold me down. Oh, I don't know what that means. I don't know either. <laughs> Half the time when you talk to me, Kelly, I don't know if you're quoting a song lyric. All right. No. That, okay. Because <laughs> you know too many rock songs that I don't know. <laughs> well, that that's what happens when you work at a radio station for five years. All right. Well, where's your radio voice? I, well, you don't, well, you're not supposed to have a radio voice. You're supposed to talk normally. Uh-huh. No, I'm serious. Well, that's that what might, most... you can tell me that's true, but I don't believe you based on listening to people on the radio. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, well, they're, if they're doing that, then they're doing it wrong. All right. I mean, there's like your announcer voice for commercial stuff, but for like regular DJing, you just do your normal voice, which is irrelevant because there aren't DJs anymore. (laughs) Hence why I don't have that job anymore. There's like, okay, so there's DJ and then there's a DJ and then there's DJ. So one is a tanner and is on on full house. So they're, they're out. The other is someone who's a disc jockey and they choose the tunes you listen to on the radio. And the other is like part of a rap group and they like do, why are they both called the same thing? I don't understand it. 
Well, because back in the day, that's basically what a disc jockey did was pick the songs for the radio. But now it's like all algorithms and uh, the record companies telling you what to play and stuff. I'm I'm dispelling a lot of magic for people right now. Uh. Like very rarely, unless it's like an independently owned station, which screw me if that exists anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, they do, Kelly. They're all the college stations, right? Yeah. That's it. But <laughs> for for the most part, it's like Anna! the program director picking stuff and algorithms. And yeah, mm-hmm. pl- well, the reason why you hear Nickelback 20 times a day is because uh, <laughs> that was the requirement. Look at this back graph. <laughs> I mean, I, I can say this purely that I hated Nickelback before hating Nickelback was cool because I had to listen oh, to Nickelback Oh, sure you lot. did. Sure you did. I like yeah. Nickelback, but I'm yeah, Canadian. You're wrong. Yeah, um, you're you're Canadian. You don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Great. What, way, to, way to really encompass the lessons of the week, Kelly. <laughs> I've been giving her We've been giving each other crap all week about our nationality. She said that all our states were the same. Uh, not my Mississippi. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I picked Mississippi. That's not, I, I just looked for a state name. I'm not trying to make a statement. For a that. little context, <laughs> we were talking about Kingdoms of Amalur and whether Kurt Schilling was going to make any money. Mm-hmm. And I said, I think Maryland would get the money before Kurt Schilling. No, did. he's in Rhode Island instead. Right. And yeah. Alex was okay. like, I think you mean Rhode Island. I'm like, She's whatever. Like, I don't They're care. It's up the there same. in the Northeast. They're all the same. They're, they're all, it's the, this, the little states like, up there in the you, Northeast. Well, They're I think, all the same. How did you put it? You can't expect Canadians to remember 50 different states when you guys can't even bother to know 10 provinces. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm trying to learn American geography, but I'm not always going to get it right. But at least I know Denver and Detroit are far apart now okay <laughs> ohio next next to wyoming right <laughs> or was it idaho i don't even remember i don't remember it was so either. stupid i loved it and you just need to memorize that one animaniac song that oh which yeah. one well, there's, any of them, right? there's a u.s states animaniacs In the the yeah. capitals yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They do a states one, a capital one. No, no. I think and, it's just uh, capitals okay. and countries. I don't okay. think there. I like. I don't the think there's an actual. One. Yeah. Of course, everyone. He, does. I can't believe he still knows it to this well, day. Wouldn't you? If okay. you had gone through the trouble to learn it, wouldn't you remember it? Especially if people are going to keep requesting it of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, that's no. your meal ticket is to sing that on. It's like you sing that steak dinner. Like, of course you're going to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, Rob Paulson is an awesome person. So. Uh, I, I will cry if he ever gets milkshake duck. To put it that way, isn't he? Is he a Ninja Turtle? Yeah, he was Leonardo. Who Actually, isn't he had at this two point? Ninja Turtles. No, I'm sorry, Cam Clark was Leonardo. He Cam was Raphael, and then in one of the reboots, he was Donatello. Nice. All right. Um, I think that's everything that everybody's been playing, and all the things you guys have been mocking me about this week. So let's hey. move on to feedback. And hey. I, you know, I love you. <laughs> Hey. Hey. What? Sister. Hey. Sisterly. Hey. Hey. All right. Hey. hey. <laughs> oh, Sorry. well, that's perfect timing. Because our question of the week is what movie traumatized you as a child? No, we're talking about YouTube videos now, Anna. Where well, you, you just traumatized our listeners' ears. Hey. All right. Hey. So. Hey. Uh, Gamer Esquire writes in and says, Hey, the West actually received the hard copy Animal Crossing New Horizons guide. 
It was released by Future Press, which is the same company. Wait, that what? Did what? Dark Souls what? What did they do? Yogi. What? What? They got the they got the, the Japanese guide. They they did an English version of what? The Who did hard copy? Where? Future Press. Where? Okay. And mm-hmm. after several COVID-related delays, it finally released in I'm May like 2020. Buying this freaking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Temporarily out of stock. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about it. It's not fair. Right. Why isn't it electronically available? All right. Strawberry Eggs says, uh, Baroque, it has such a delightfully obtuse and mind-screwy story. I spent hours researching and write a su- writing a summary of the plot for an RPG backtrack episode on roguelikes, and it still makes absolutely no sense. All right, Starbucks Eggs also answers the question of the week. This may be atypical, but I was terribly traumatized by Communion, the film based on the book by Whitley Strieber. Uh, this coupled with my dad having a copy of the book at the time left me deeply afraid of gray aliens when I was five. A few years later, I watched and was completely freaked out by the aliens in Close Encounters of the Third Time. And third time? Third kind. Third kind, Anna. yes. Remembering <laughs> the aliens in Communion. Then, presumably due to morbid curiosity, I read even more books on UFO and abduction stories, which kept me up late at night, terrified I would be snatched. <laughs> to this day, non-cartoony depictions of gray aliens still unsettle me. <laughs> Strawberry, no! Right, Featherhoof. Um, the movie that traumatized me was a movie I didn't even know was a movie. As an impressionable young youth, I totally bought into the whole alien abduction thing, believed in it entirely, and watched every show that I could that had anything to do with alien abduction. Today, however, I still believe on life on other planets, but less so the whole aliens crossing the vastness of states just to borrow people to shove stuff out their butts and noses. Wait, what? I'm sorry. I was focusing on Animal Crossing guides, and then you talked about <laughs> shoving things up butts and noses, and I'm very confused now. Uh, apparently, everything, every movie that traumatized people, podcast listeners as a child, had something to do with aliens. And probing? Yes. Okay. You. So when the station UPN had a special called Alien Abduction Incident in Lake County, I was so there. When it was a founding... What it was, a found footage movie of a family being systematically abducted on thanksgiving in 1997 with the one son recording the whole thing interspersed with quote-unquote experts commenting on the footage back then i bought a hook line and sinker and instilled fears in me that i still suffer to this day although to a lesser degree but there was one big clue that should have given it away the end credits with the list of cast and crew playing the mcpherson family <laughs> You know, I laugh. At, I, I kind of giggle at these people being afraid of alien stuff. But then I remember the end of E.T. used to scare the hell out of me when he was in like the hat, the when they were all in the hazmat suits and he was like a, all dried up and stuff. You guys don't remember that part? of the I movie? remember it. I had E.T. on Betamax. It was like the only movie we had. I remember that. It didn't scare me, though, oddly. It, it unsettled me. I couldn't watch the end of E.T. for a long time. Well, everybody has their own. Yeah. Audiences. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Victor writes in and says, oh, they call this Scholastic Book Fair now? Back in my day, we filled out mail orders for catalog forms in the school, and then we got our Scholastic books a few weeks later. Um, question of the week. Heavy Metal is the movie that traumatized me the most. Specifically, the section with zombies. I think it's even creepier as an animated movie than it would have been as live action. 
Honorable men- <laughs> honorable mention goes to Water Ship Down, the movie that will traumatize anyone of any age who likes bunny rabbits. <laughs> that poor movie gets no love on this podcast. Which one? Water Ship Down. Water Ship Down. Okay. I think we've concluded. Read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't someone telling us the movie's fine? No, someone was telling us they were upset that we trashed Watership Down. Because the book's because the of the book movie. The book is great, and the movie yeah. is horrifying. All right, fair enough. So, yes, read the book. All right, um, question of the week. So this week, we're not really going to give you a question. Um, we are going to remind you that JRPG July is coming up very quickly. It's not really a question. We just wanted to let you know, um, hey, why don't you pick a game? And stay tuned to our social media for how to participate. So we'll be doing um, stuff on the podcast. We'll be doing stuff on Twitter and Facebook and on the website. And we love when people participate in JRPG July. We think it's awesome. We think it gives people, you know, um, introduction to JRPGs that they may not have considered in the past or like um, sort of crossover JRPGs like um, Underwater Wave of Mono where it's like part tactical RPG, part visual novel. So, yes, stay tuned. Hashtag JRPG July. That's going to be starting up soon. And uh, hashtag gay. like, follow, subscribe. Hashtag uh, what are we talking follow about? Subscribe, follow and subscribe. Follow and subscribe. <laughs> J- JRPG July subscribe. Hashtag. Yeah. So um, no no real question of the week because we want you to take some time thinking about what game you want to um play for JRPG. You have July. to plan it out a month in advance. Well, no, but I, I admit yeah. I'm not a JRPG July person, so I guess I don't know how much planning goes into this. But I mean, it, it's we've been hey. talking about what games we want to play. Wait a second. Our, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait. It's June. Yeah. Yeah. It's three weeks from when we start JRPG. No, 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 no. It's June. Uh huh. Yes. What about the Fiesta? It, did Four Job Fiesta start? No, I haven't heard anything about it. Did it get in temporarily delayed because of all the baloney going on? Ten days from now. Ten days from now. So, yeah, we'll talk about for it ten next Ten days podcast. from now. Everybody, go register for the Fiesta and then, like, Donate money in honor of the Fiesta to relevant charities <laughs> that I'm not qualified to, right. to. All right. Hey, guys. Fiesta. So we're not going to give how you do feedback. Okay. Why? We want you to think about it. Oh, to this. think about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. So That makes sense. We'll be back with our normal question of the week next week. All right. Oh. It's time for the news. What the hell, Chris? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> We're I just started making week. noise, and then it like turned into, I don't know, like a siren or something. And then I realized, wait, like that's inappropriate for this week. Siren. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait a second, that's the wrong really? noise to make right now. I'm sorry. At least it's better than your baby shark noise. All right, wait. Let's do this again. Anna, news time. Say it. Say news. It's time for the news. It's time for the news. Can I fire you from the podcast? Our cat just piped up to say, "Please fire him." I don't know if that got picked up by a microphone. I didn't hear it, but I can imagine. Yeah. He wants he just, me out. He just gave the most disgruntled meow in existence. <laughs> All right.
right. Um, so news is a little bit briefer this week. Um, we did participate Briefs? in uh, Blackout Tuesday, okay. where we encouraged. I people thought we did Tuesday and our- Wednesday. Yes, we okay. actually did Tuesday and Wednesday because we wanted people to take the time instead of... Because um, our reading. social media is so sparsely populated to begin with, we had to do two days for people to notice. No. Okay. <laughs> people noticed right away on Facebook. Okay. All right. Good. Um, yeah. No, it's just we wanted people to take advantage of that time instead of reading uh, news about video games to read news about the world and the ways we can change it. All right. Uh, editorial content. We have a Dungeon Defenders Awaken review by Alex. Which is it is, any good? Um, I think Alex, is it any good? It's not the bad. Game, the game, the gameplay is strong. It just depends on whether the lack of content's an issue for you or not. It's all missing the stuff you're used to from the expansions of the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Um, we have a Rune Factory Four special review. Worth playing. Check it out. Um, and then we had an Adventure Corner for Old Gods Rising. Pascal, check that game out, and you should check out his Adventure Corner. All right. Actual headlines. Um, the Revenant Prince, um, which is uh, an Indonesian. What does Revenant game. mean? Um, is it some sort of ghost demon thing? Yeah, usually Revenants are ghosty thingies. Okay, thank you. Revenant definitely. You don't have to look it up. You're, you're doing the news story. Who it's has not, it's an animated corpse. Especially from the dead. Animated corpse. All right. Yes. As opposed to live action corpse. Got it. It's a French word. <laughs> Got it. Rivenol. All right. Um, so in this game, you take control of Prince Roy. Uh, Prince. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Prince Ravinda. Look, my tongue is. It's just Prince. Take a vacation. My mouth is just running without it. All right. <clears throat> you play Prince Troy, who has survived a near-death experience and therefore gained the ability to control time. What? Hey, is that how you do that? Yes. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, it's very Does that work in real right. life? So the way that this uh, plays out is uh, there, the game has a morality system, and you have to choose choices in like the way that they treat uh, treat the enemies that they face and how they handle encounters. And so um, you can beat the crap out of everything. You can form friendships. You can do a little column A and a little column B. Um, this game is very pretty. It's got uh, this like hand-painted art style. And it has multiple endings. Um, so they plan on having it out um, on Steam this summer. And you can download a demo from the game's official website. So therevenantprints.com. And then they put out a trailer. Trailer. Um, oh, I'm, I'm excited for this. Yay! Summer and Mara has a release date for PC, Mac, and Switch. So huba huma? Yeah, what? so this is like... All right, so back in the DS era, there was a Harvest Moon game called Island of Happiness. And the idea was, is you went to all sorts of different islands and did farming and, like, brought the islands together into a larger community. That's this. Oh, cool. Yes. So this was kickstarted last year, and you are playing as Koa, a young girl who lives on an island with her grandmother, and you need to harvest crops, fish, and do other things while exploring the islands in the archipelago and uh, doing explorations and combat and stuff like that. So um, it is coming to PC Max. Sorry, PC Mac and Nintendo. I like Switch. how you say that PC Max, like it's a new platform. Yes. It's the PC Max. PC Mac and Nintendo Switch on June sixteenth. It is also going to come to the PS4 and Xbox One, but that is later in the year with no date yet. If you want to play the prologue demo, it's available on Steam. Whew. 
I'm impressed they turned this around really fast. Yeah. With Kickstarters, it's kind of always a crapshoot whether games are going to actually come out. But yeah, they like nailed this down. I'm so impressed. Well, it sort of depends what stage you're at when they do the Kickstarter. They right. can be in any right. state. Yeah, no, this this is coming together really well, and I can't wait to play it. All right, Signs of the Sojourner, um, which is a, a narrative deck-building card game. I'm sorry, you want to say that again? A narrative, narrative deck-building deck card building. game. Okay, Would you like good. to see my deck? No, 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 I'm good. I'm <laughs> okay. good. Thank you for the clarification. We're good now. Um, so uh, this game is actually already available for sale on PC and Mac via Steam and GOG. But if you are not sure if you want to play it, you can pick up the free prologue on Steam and try it out. So this is uh, you. You are the player taking over your uh, mother's store after she passes away. You travel around acquiring goods for the shop and you come across characters with conversations that are played out using your deck of cards. Deck. Oh, I've seen trailers of this, yeah, trying to figure out looks, how this works. It looks interesting. So you should download the, the prologue and play it this week, Chris, and then you can talk about it on the podcast next I week. could, or you could do it. Since I'm it's busy. More of a Secret game. game. Secret game. Secret game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's going to keep me busy for like the next three weeks. All right, uh, we have more news for the upcoming expansions for Pokemon Sword and Shield. So we have a release date for Olive Armor. Um, that's coming out June 17th, 2020, if you don't remember the details. Um, this is the one where you go to the island with the do- training dojo on it. You get the Pokemon Kubfu. You have to go into one of two towers, and that dictates the way that your Kubfu evolves and which moves that it gets. All right. Um, they also showed off some new Pokemon. So there is a new Galarian Slowbro, and Slow. there is also new Gigantamax Venusaur and Blastoise. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. I want to know how Slowbro's uh, shoulder ended up on its arm. Yeah, yeah that's um, that is sure. A thing. Why was it fishing with its arm? I don't know, because not everybody likes a tail. Mm-hmm. Maybe arms better. Mm. That's how that's how bears fish. They Maybe it was trying to head in, in one version. Say mm. what? Isn't it fish with its head in one version? Oh, no, the the shoulder moved to its head. Oh. That's just interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does yeah, doesn't Slow King have a Yeah, it's the it's the same shoulder that's on its tail, but it had somehow moved to its head. Ah, okay. All right. Um, yes. So you will be able to get um new Pokemon stuff going in wow, just eleven days. Nice. All right. Uh Path of Exile. Has Ooh, a new Path expansion of Exile. coming. New new expansion? Yep. You mean quarterly update? Yes. Yeah, expansion. Yes. So thing. this is um, uh, right. the expansion is called Harvest. What? And introduces a new challenge league, um, as well as tweaking some of the overall game systems. Um, this expansion is coming to PC on June nineteenth with PS4 and Xbox One. Getting Wh- the why is it called Harvest? What's the theme? Aha. Uh-huh. There's a gun. Oh no. <clears throat> yes. Is this a Natsume-sponsored thing? (laughs) (laughs) Did you infect my game with Harvest Moon just because you could? No. You did. No. Yeah, Yeah, so you meet... uh, I'm not not sure it's Harvest Moon-y. Harvest Moon spawned a whole, like, thing. Mm. It's just a thing now. Mm -hmm. Anyways, 
Uh, you meet Oshabi, who the, who's the keeper of the grove. And the sacred grove is an ancient garden created by ancient people. And uh, she... <laughs> ancient garden created by ancient people. <laughs> yep, all right. The modern Checks out. People going back in time and doing the ancient gardens. I yeah, blame yeah. Alex. <laughs> he wrote people. this story. He wrote this story. It's worth being clear. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, o- Oshabi enlists you to help her learn of the possibilities Ooh. that the garden might provide. Um, as you progress through the challenge league, you will come across roots that point them towards seed caches. And um, once you have seed caches, you get seeds and you can plant the seeds in the sacred grove. So, yeah. There and are... as I saw in the trail, you grow mobs. Yes. Yep. So yeah. three types of seeds, wild, primal, and vivid. And each of those have multiple tiers. And the thing that you're growing is not crops. You're growing monsters. Oh, I have to go play this, don't I? Yep. <laughs> So you have a meat processing plant. Yes. In oh, literally, it's a plant that processes yeah. meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harvest also rebalances two-handed melee weapons and slam skills. So numerous things have been reworked, um, buffed, and altered for this expansion. Yeah, it's worth noting that the reward system is based on crafting rather than loot drops in this one. Yep. Which is a big change for Path of Exile. So they're sort of being they're being semi-experimental with how they can use crafting as opposed to just dumping a load of loot on players. No, I, I love that idea of it. The idea of growing your own mega bosses it sounds fun. I I need to get into Path of Exile, but I, do I want to get into another game right now? That, yes. That's why I, yes. says it all. <laughs> it's imposing, but it's not overwhelming? I don't know. That is not a convincing. I'm trying and I'm failing. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. um, Yeah. So they're doing two other things. They are wrapping the previous expansion into the base game. So if you get into it now, you get that. Always do that. They always do that. Like the previous season content gets. They're also moving away from. Always. It depends on how how well it was liked. Because I know there's there was a couple that didn't get. Oh really? Must have been a way back. And also depends on how long they get into. The fact that Delirium comes in immediately means it was very well received. There's usually a bit more of a delay. Hmm. Okay. Um, the other thing that they're doing is it sounds like they're moving away from DirectX 11 because it's causing stuttering for a lot of people. And moving towards DX12? I don't know. Vulcan. Vulcan. No, Vulcan. What? Yeah. So they're skipping 12 and going, oh, that's interesting. For a lot of reasons that probably aren't relevant to our podcast, but interesting. Hey, guys, it's time for more nap nap. Oh, nap 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 nap. So, um, this this game is called VVV Tunia in Japan, but they have Idea Factory International has renamed it, and it will be coming to North America and Europe under the title Neptunia Virtual Stars. Um, the game will release both physically and digitally sometime in 2021. It's going to have uh, Japanese voiceovers with English subtitles. Um, this is actually not even out in Japan. It got pushed back to August 6th because of COVID delays. So this uh, takes place in a dimension known as Virtual Land, the planets of which produce a commodity called content. <laughs> <laughs> 
Stars shall align for content. Yes. Um, so one of these planets is under attack by a, a group aiming to destroy the, its content. And at the same time, VTubers from Earth are being transported to virtual VTubers. land. And are captured by the evil group. Um, they join forces to answer distress, distress call by Emo's leaders. Me and Yung, two rising VTubers in the group Mutual. As well as the goddesses of game industry, including Neptune, Noir, Blanc, and Vert. Mm-hmm. So, so are the people trying to destroy the content like the YouTube content strike bots? Or <laughs> Can you remind me, is this a sequeled game or a spinoff? This is... so. It's a spinoff. Yeah. Okay. This is definitely not a mainline game. All right. Um, yeah. 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 It's a spinoff and it's, it's, it's hack and slash studio. gameplay. It's weird. Yeah. Action gameplay. Yes. So, yep. Um... So, yeah, that's coming out next year. We'll know more about it probably by the end of this year, start of next year. So stay tuned for that. Oh, and it's PS4 exclusive. Um, Kingdoms of Amalur. We... What? Yes. That game's done. Nope. The studio shut down. Nope. It's old. You can go play it. People like it, but it's old. It's done. Yeah. The studio shut down, but you forgot that THQ Nordic buys everything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So th- this was our Maryland and, and Rhode Island conversation early in the podcast. King of Kingdoms of Amalur. Nobody expects the THQ Nordic remake. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> we should. So re-reckoning, Kingdoms of Amalur, re-reckoning. Re-reckoning, really? Re-reckoning. Re-reckoning. Yes. No. I, I reject. Tsubaki, is, I reject. <laughs> is coming out for PC and consoles this summer and includes gameplay refinements plus all of the original DLC. Great. Um, so, it better. So, <laughs> so places um, are saying that there was a release date of August 18th, but that wasn't in the press release or anything. So we're kind of like, eh, it's out there, but well, we don't know that, if this yeah, is Yeah, there real. wasn't a press release. It got leaked early and THQ... <laughs> Okay. It's, 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 Good it's, job. This was supposed to be in the PC game show, wasn't it? There's a PC um, game show sure happening. When, was, but... when are all these I'd E3 thought, replacement events happening anyway? Yeah, so um, next, next week. No. Next week. Yeah, okay. so the PC they, game they show was supposed to be yesterday. Week, but... yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was supposed to be June 5th. And, and then... everything just got pushed back a week because of all the protests? Yeah. Interesting. A lot of things got pushed back because it's like, hey, there are other things that need to be heard right now. Yeah, I'm just surprised they were able to push everything back like that easily. Well, it had consequences. Oh, all these leaks and and stuff that was scheduled Mm -hmm. to release at the same time. Yep. Firing anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Yes. You probably all know the craziness that surrounds Kingdom of Amalur Reckoning. Um, Yeah. I I never got around to playing it, but I always wanted to. because I've I know heard Mac it's a good, really liked it. Mac I've heard it's a good game, game, but I don't want to give Kurt Schilling money. And if this doesn't give me give Kurt Schilling any money, then I want to check it out. Man, remember <laughs> when he was a good guy who had a bloody sock? Huh? <sighs> that that that, yeah. that that was his thing. Yeah. He played with the bloody sock, and people liked him. It, it's a baseball thing. Things have changed. Gross. Anyways, um, on to more much more interesting things. Fell Seal is getting an expansion. Uh, Arbiter's Mark. So this uh, expansion is coming to PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on June 23rd, 2020. So, oh! Didn't you play Felseal? No, I want to. Oh, sorry. What was that, Alex? 
The expansion's called Mission and Monsters. Fell Seal Alps' Mark is the game name. Yes. So okay. Missions and Monsters. So this is really cool. So, so it's like D&D. Um, Kitty was telling me about Kitty this. Kitty was okay. Yes. Our so friend I have Kevin. A friend, I have yeah. a friend, Sarah from Kitten, and he was describing how this works. All right. So here's the deal. All right. Is you get this new monster class. Yeah. And you can summon up a rabbit, and the rabbit will give you plus speed. And then you can summon up a squirrel, and the squirrel will give squirrel. you plus dexterity. And then you can summon up a dog, and the dog will give you plus strength. And then you have to decide if you want to... And the, these are all like uh, sort of like uh, passive buffs that you're giving your party. Okay. And then once you have your pets all out, you have to choose between, well, do I want to keep my pets out and give everybody these passive buffs? Or do I want to launch my pets in a super move? What? But then the buffs disappear. Do you throw your rabbit at a monster? <laughs> Don't do that. That's that's irresponsible pet so ownership this and sound amazing? This no, it sounds, sounds like cool. abuse. What are you doing? Anyways. Um, oh, she just wipes me off with that. So there's right. there's three new classes. Beastmaster, which I've described. Samurai and Wrangler. Five new locations. New equipment. New crafting recipes. New large-scale battles. New endgame challenges. And new um, missions to collect rewards and unlock additional content. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I really want to play this. I just got to figure out where it fits in my schedule. And I'm kind of hoping to get it on sale. Cause what 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 system is the expansion available for? PC, all? Mac, Linux, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, starting June 23rd. At the same time? Yep. Okay. It's 1C. Yeah, and? They're big enough to have this. Which one's together. 1C? Aren't they the The big ones? Russian. Yeah, they did that. Oh, I forget. It started with an M. King's Bounty. Oh, that's the King's Bounty people. Mm-hmm. Okay. They do a lot of stuff. Yeah, they've done a few things now. Their catalog is massive. All right. But they're mostly a PC publisher. All right. Carrying on. Um, Death Comes True. Uh, what? An uh, This is an FMV mystery game. Ooh. From the creator of Danganronpa. Are we playing this? Well. Um, so How he- graphic is it? So here's the thing. Um, Are we watching Giant Bomb play this? <laughs> this is this announcement was kind of weird because okay. um, they have announced this in both Japanese and English on their page, saying that it's coming out June 25th for a price tag of 1960 yen on Switch, yeah. iOS, and Android. Yeah, they've been saying it's coming out in like eight languages for at least a year now. Right. So, so. But it's not super clear whether this June 25th date is Japan or worldwide. Okay, and the intro uh, movie that they have the the trailer for it is extremely strange. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it is weird. worth watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some interesting questions it brings up. Yeah, I I like the banana screenshot. It's like what? <laughs> um. Anyways, if you want to wait, so is this like uh, the game you just played, Shibuya Scramble, with bananas or? No, we don't know. Okay. Yeah. They yeah. they have released very little information about this. All so, I know is bananas kept coming up in that thing. gameplay footage at the start of that video, but you can't tell much. All right. No. All we can tell is it's an FMV game. So if you're interested in learning more, we will probably know more when it comes out on June 25th. And whether it's even going to come out here or not. We'll see. All right. Um, oh yes, and um, if your if your Pokemon knowledge is strong, oh um, no, <laughs> no, um, Google Pokemon or Big Data <laughs> and take good. a quiz. 
This was pretty good. <laughs> this was real good, and I'm not even a Pokemon person. <laughs> so this was awesome. Um, Alex and Kelly both found this independently, and it's kind of amazing. Um, um, yeah, you know, I'm a, I consider myself a Pokemon expert, and even some of the data companies tripped me up. <laughs> well, and here's the weird thing is a bunch of these companies are ones that Chris um, does or will deal with at some point. Because a lot of them are storage companies or like data there are a lot management of things going companies, on. Yeah. and so I I can't believe that I scored higher than him. Yeah. Listen, I got confused. All right, I just I got confused. Right. Um, and next thing to talk about is there is a massive, massive bundle for sale on Itchio right now. It includes a whole bunch of RPGs. Uh, you still didn't show me how to get to it. Um. Itchio slash bundle for racial justice and equity. Well, okay. I better go find that. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you go to itch.io, featured bundles, bundle for racial justice and equality. And it has um, 742 items in it right now. And they announced on Twitter this morning that they're adding about 150 more things to the bundle. Um, It has a lot of non-RPGs. It has a lot of RPGs. It has a lot of tools if you're interested in learning how to make games. It has tools if you're interested in learning how to deconstruct games so that you can talk about them more critically. It has tons of games to play. So many games in here. And some of them are short and some of them are long. Yeah, probably the majority of them are short, but there's some fairly major leases in there as well, so minutes in there, Signs of the Sojourner, which he talks about, is in See, there. We've got For the Honor, Glitter Hearts, Oxenfree, yeah. Be Gay, Do of, Crimes. There's a lot of big stuff in there. <laughs> there's a lot of weird things Yeah, going so on I here. mean, there's, there's it's all over. random stuff. Um, there's Social Interaction Trainer, which I actually what? sent to someone uh, as like a thing. Um, apparently it's really good. So if you are awkward in social situations and want to learn how to be better... Here's a pet the pup at the party. I remember that one. Have a $5 bundle that includes 750 items, including social interaction trainer. It's five bucks to get in on Five dollars. Five dollar. So check it out. Um, All right. We are down to briefs. So um, the Unliving rises towards life and gets a reveal trailer. So that game is coming out soon. Death and Request 2 ha- now has a summer release window and they have launched their opening movie. Fairy Tale, which has been delayed once again, has plenty of gameplay footage for you to check out while you're waiting for it to come out. Banner of the Maid has been reconfirmed as heading to consoles in 2020. Um, Tales of Crystoria's release has been pushed back further due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, Tower of Time. Yeah, that that was more due to them not fixing stuff in time. Oh, well. Because, yeah, they they had a beta test and had more stuff to do than they thought. broke. (laughs) All right. Um, Tower of Time is heading to consoles later this month. Um, Legends of Alaria has its full release set for Q3 2020. That's your news for this week. We have release dates. So things coming out this week. You can pick up Deck of Ashes on PC and Mac. You can pick up The Dark Eye, Book of Heroes on PC. Ease, Memories of Celsetta is coming to PS4. Woohoo. And um, June 13th, so before we have our next podcast, there's going to be the PC Gaming Show and Future Game Show. Well, that depends on when you have the podcast. Uh, oh, right. 
So that means one to wait because it's going to have a load of stuff on it. Right. So it's whether you want to talk about it before or after. So we're going to think about maybe delaying the podcast next week so that we can talk about what's going on on at least one of those shows because one of them is in the morning, right? Um, don't, that's true. I think it might be afternoon. Hmm. Both. Right. Well, the PC gaming show is first and then future game show is immediately after, I, I think. the PC gaming show was 11 a.m., but now I'm... We will check. All right. PC time zones are hard. Show. Time zones are hard. Um, it, then this website doesn't. Have... Tell us how you really feel, Anna. The website doesn't have the, the time it starts. Yeah, that's silly. <laughs> the main website doesn't actually say what time it is. All right, so yeah, Oops. we'll we'll talk about when we're going to do the podcast next week. Be aware that it may be slightly delayed. All right. Um, so yeah, just a reminder that um, we don't have a question of the week. Instead, we want you to think about JRPG July, which is coming up. And uh, pick a game. Stay tuned for how to participate. Uh, thanks, Kelly. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Bye-bye. Thanks, Josh. Sure thing. Thanks, Chris. You're very welcome. Uh, thank you, Del North, for our awesome intro-outro music. Thank you, Forecast, for our encoding. My name is Anna Marie Privetier, and on behalf of our big gamer, thank you for listening. Very professional. Talk Signing off. Week.